Each Friday, uh, we open the show by speaking to our friends from um, 4SA, that's Freedom of Religion South Africa. They are a legal advocacy organization which works to protect and promote your constitutional right to religious freedom in South Africa. This morning, I'm joined by... Michael Swain, our resident meteorologist who gives us the weather down in Cape Town and then reports on what's happening in the country. Michael is the executive director of 4SA. He studied law abroad. He has been successful in business. He is a co-founder of the His People Every Nation Church Movement in South Africa. Michael, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, thanks for having me and just... Great, uh, I can hear you now. <laughs> oh, okay. Are we all right? <laughs> yeah, we we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Um, are we having if you're having techie problems? Then I can try something else. No, 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 so, no. I can hear you fine now. I I, I think it was okay. a, a it was just a a, a mistake. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So good news. The weather in Cape Town sunny and lovely. Praise the Lord! Look, I'm looking forward to to rain because I I have allergies, Michael, and you guys need to send the rain up here to Gauteng so that we get our four o'clock thunder shower so that my uh, allergies can settle down. All right, we'll do our best. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it, <laughs> Michael. Um, last week we were talking about the hate speech bill. I was wondering, are there any updates? Uh, how's things going in terms of that discussion? I've been seeing a lot of activity on Facebook uh, from you and Daniela. Yeah, the um, department were back in front of the Justice Portfolio Committee this past week. In fact. And we tuned in. What happened, as you might recall, was that the Portfolio Committee recognized that a lot of the submissions that had actually been made to them on the hate speech bill, the Department of Justice had unfortunately just somehow not considered them. And so they had been sent away to have another go. And they came back basically with a broader summary of the submissions that were made. But unfortunately, not really any submissions significant or substantive amendments. You know, for example, they mentioned the 4SA submission, which was good because we were excluded, uh, and they mentioned particularly the concerns that we had about the religious exemption clause. But they seem to think that this catered for and covered uh, everybody sufficiently. You know, we definitely have our doubts about that. Uh, we will be continuing now to press for that to be included. Our basic argument is going to be that since they obviously uh, think that religious exemption should be recognized and they believe that their clause is there to do exactly that, then why not put some belts and braces in it, according to the uh, revisions that we've suggested, not just we, but literally uh, tens of thousands of other people, to make it absolutely watertight. Why would there be a problem with that? And so I think that's going to be our, our, our if you like, what we're pushing for, certainly. Um, obviously, what we would like to see ideally probably is this whole hate speech bill to go away, or at least the portion of the hate crimes and hate speech bill, the hate speech side to go away, because we argue, and many, many others have argued, that it is simply unnecessary because we do have the common law crime of criminenuria, which has been used effectively against people specifically uh, for racist remarks, but I mean, it can be used wherever there's an egregious um, dereliction of, of, of somebody's dignity. 
Uh, I mean, Michael, at this stage, listening audience, um, uh, how do we get involved? Are we praying? Are we? Uh, are you waving a banner and saying, guys, you need to fill in this uh, petition or make this submission? At this stage, is it watch and wait? Is it speak to your local councillor? Is it you know send a letter to to the to the office of the president? Um, how can we get involved? Oh, well, it, it is unfortunately what you wait. Look, Parliament is now going on recess, so this matter will in any event be postponed until probably sometime in October. And please pray for us because we're now looking to meet with uh, as many people as we possibly can to present the genuine and very important uh, religious freedom concerns that we have remaining and to try and persuade them that uh, it's really something that they should do and perhaps to explain to them the why they should do it, not just that they should do it. And so please pray for us that we have favour with those people we're meeting with in the coming days. Um, Michael, another issue that uh, I understand is um, is something which is current and needs to be looked at is that the Department of Home Affairs is looking into ways on clamping down on foreign nationals performing religious work in South Africa. Now, th- this particular topic is quite close to my heart because I've got another number of friends that are foreign nationals and that are involved in religious work. And I'm talking folk from north of our borders in Africa. I've got a particularly good friend, Gideon and Penny from Malawi, uh, that I'm thinking of right now. Um, but uh, but also uh, folk from from the United Kingdom and 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 other places that are working in South Africa. Uh, w- what's this all about? What what's going on at the moment? Well, the uh, uh, Department of Home Affairs Minister Erin um, uh, Motsaledi was in Parliament. Uh, basically, there's an inquiry going on as to how uh, Shepherd Bashiri, sometimes known as Prophet Bashiri, was able to skip the country uh-huh. when he was on trial under you know significantly. Grievous charges of fraud and money laundering, yes. and the minister was basically there to answer questions about that. And he also mentioned uh, Timothy Omotosa, who, as you may also recall, is facing rape and That's sex right. trafficking done charges in, the, in the Eastern Cape. Yes, <laughs> my my hometown. Uh, I've been watching yes. this, and 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 he seemed to use this to almost highlight a tar with one brush. Um, all foreign national religious workers coming into the country and we don't believe at all that that was a good that dots to join so to speak because clearly a crime is a crime is a crime it doesn't matter who commits that crime you can be a, a you know pastor you can be a postman or you can be a politician yes um, it doesn't matter if you break the law you should carry the consequences of that and the full weight of the law should be brought against you um but we also concerned, obviously, that the minister is now prescribing. And I, I heard the, the, the report from uh, Professor David Basomo, who's the chair of the CRL. He was on television to say that he's very happy about this because it implements some of the recommendations of the report that they came out with, you might recall some time ago, on the commercialization of religion and the abuse of people's belief systems. Yeah. And so they're looking, again, it seems to be the criteria is that they're going to only allocate visas for foreign national religious workers of up to three years, potentially renewable, but there'll be no opportunity to convert that into a permanent residency. And again, our our, our view is that, you know, the minister's remarks were made in the context of two high-profile criminal cases. And generally speaking, it is bad to make general policy, 
based upon exceptional circumstances because it will always produce a bad outcome. And the vast majority of foreign nationals who are religious workers in this country have been here, number one, for a long time, and secondly, are doing a wonderful job contributing very positively to the benefit of this society. And if there's any form of restriction to either keep them out or not review their visas or otherwise, uh, then we think that is uh, obviously something which is not at all uh, a, a positive development. You know, Michael, actually this conversation plays into so many other things that you and I have been speaking about over the years, that there is legislation in place um, to deal with criminal matters, but it doesn't get used. I mean, this conversation was a rolling conversation when we were talking about the um, CRL, um, for example, and, and the kinds of things that they were calling for. But there was criminal legislation in place. We just weren't exercising it. What kind of powers yeah. does the minister actually have um, to regulate visa allocations? Look, the minister obviously has broad powers, and that's fair enough. I mean, that's his responsibility. The, the department can decide the conditions and the criteria for any visa, whether it's a tourist visa or a work visa or what have you. But we believe that there has to be a fair scale, there has to be a fair balance. And it surely ought to be an individual suitability for each work category. Uh, that's what should be assessed to ensure that legitimate applicants can obtain and keep their work visas. Mm. And if you apply different criteria for different sectors, particularly if you're trying to look at some kind of a character issue or you're deliberately singling out religious workers, because as the analogy is seeming to be made, you know, they're likely to become criminals. Uh, that's problematic. That's arguably unfair discrimination. Um, if you do that, a more harsh criteria, if you like, compared to restrictions on foreign nationals who want to come into work for any other sector. Mm -hmm. and, and as you say, it's always the case, unfortunately, that as soon as you see this on the television, you have that old stock footage of people, you know, eating grass and the snakes and what have you. And as you correctly say, if you commit a crime, and every single one of the instances that the CRL highlighted in their report in the media have you know, trotted out thereafter on multiple occasions, these are all crimes. They're literally, you're watching a crime take place, or you're watching at least some unlawful activity take place. And we recommended, as part of our recommendations to the CRL in light of the report, that the SAPS and other um, state authorities they should be the ones that are tightening up. They should be the ones that are moving. And the CRL actually does have the power to um, literally refer any matter to any organ of state and give them directions as to what they can do to remedy a situation that they've uncovered. So there's no lack of power here. Yes. Um, I think the problem is there's a lack of either capacity or perhaps political will. What about folk that are already in the country, Michael? Um, how, how, do they, how does this affect them? Uh, yeah, how, how do they respond to this? What about churches, uh, the people that they're serving? <laughs> where, where, where do you get started? Th that is another concerning matter because the, the, the ministers apparently said, and I mean, we haven't seen it yet. We've just heard it via um, first-hand media reports, albeit, but we haven't seen it in a specific policy or regulation or document. But apparently new visas certainly are going to be issued for three years and yes. renewable thereafter potentially for another three years but what happens if there's some arbitrary decision not to renew a visa of somebody who could have been here for years um, 
And, uh, you know, th there does seem to be, generally speaking, something of a push uh, back to not renew the visas of foreigners, generally speaking, who are living in South Africa. And we certainly would want to, 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 to look at the department to be very careful before they revoke a visa of a foreign national who's a religious worker, as you say, because they are entwined in the community. They are serving the communities. They're you know, the, the guys that, good the guys that I things. know, no, I, I realize that there's been some high-profile guys that have been up to nonsense, and in reality, the state does need to deal with them, and, and, and I understand that, and I understand the concerns, but the kinds of people that I'm speaking about are involved in adoption centers, involved in school feeding funds, involved in all manner of social relief um, in addition to the fact that they are caring for the souls of, of people I, I find it very concerning uh, the, this kind of like one brush um, across the board uh, approach um, so I mean yeah. what, what, what can you do uh, what, what is for his say doing what can we do as listeners well, we've also been entirely in agreement with what you just said. We have written to the minister to say that uh, it would be arguably unfair discrimination and therefore even unconstitutional if if a, if a particular group was singled out to have their visas denied or revoked or not renewed simply because of their profession. Mm. Um, and we've obviously been giving interviews to this effect and we're waiting to hear back. We haven't yet heard back, but we're certainly going to be um, following it up because as you say this affects many many people there are many uh, foreign nationals who are working as religious workers in this country and doing a great job yes there are the bad apples unfortunately that applies to every sector of society um, you can always find somebody who's going to be breaking the law and therefore precisely for that reason any form of let's say you know, discrimination based upon somebody's work category is exactly that it's discrimination and government we think should be very careful before they tar one whole sector of the population with the same brush uh, we, it needs to be dealt with fairly equitably with fair criteria and on, on an individual basis based upon the merits of the of, of the person involved not just uh, on their kind of racial category or foreign national category particularly well, Michael, as always, thank you so much. Very informative discussion. Uh, you've certainly given me some stuff to think about, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Enjoy the weather. Go and dip your toe in the ocean and, and, and walk along the beach front. <laughs> I, will, I, I will do that in about the next 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Cheers, Michael. It's always good to chat to you. God bless.